Bald and Blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. Hear about tips, tricks, skills, tools, inspiration, mental hygiene, know what you want and how to create what you desire to achieve predictable results and create a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pup. And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution. I am Kathy Tate, the Bold Warrior, your host from Down Under, and with me, as always, is Daisy Papp, your host from Florida Keys. Hi, Daisy. Hi, Kathy, Down Under. Hello to the world from the Florida Keys, which is actually the destination on a bucket list of many, 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 many travelers. <laughs> I have heard it is quite beautiful there. And when I did make it to America, I didn't quite get down to the Keys, but I am excited about getting there one of these days. Oh, surely next time you're on this continent, you know where you go and you know where you will end up and where you will be hosted, although you're a host. <laughs> <laughs> I do look forward to that. Let's hope Me that too. travel opens up soon. Well, Daisy, I've picked a really cool topic today and mm -hmm. I'm excited about talking about it because it was really important in my own personal development, mm. figuring this one out. So I thought we should share it with the world. Today's topic is all about forgiveness. Mm, yeah. Well, that's a big one. It is so important. Yes, I'm so glad. You're so good at choosing topics and I'm so excited about it. Yeah, good. Okay, you threw a new one at me. Thank you. Good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgive you for throwing always topics at me. <laughs> it is part of my pleasure, yes, throwing topics at you, Daisy. So here's my take on forgiveness. The important part around learning to forgive for me was realizing that forgiving didn't actually mean condoning. Mm. So in simpler language, what I realized for myself was that I could forgive somebody without actually being okay with what they did. And that was a really big turning point for me because Until then, I had always found it really tough to go to the forgiveness step because I thought that it meant that what they had done was okay. Mm. But once I realized that that actually has nothing to do with forgiveness, then it was much easier for me to start looking back and releasing things. And I think that forgiveness is actually truly a way to release ourselves from the past And it doesn't have a lot to do with the other person. <laughs> What do you think, Daisy? I agree with you wholeheartedly. So let's make one thing very clear. So I make a very clear statement here. Forgiveness has nothing to do with making what whomever they are did. It doesn't make it right. But it frees me. Hmm? And it frees the other person as well. So it disconnects me because when I'm still holding on to what was done to me, and maybe one day I'm going to write a book what was done to me because many, many things were done to me or happened to me, and some of them are truly unforgivable, 
by the measures of the majority of global thinking, let's say, when we switch a little bit our moral compass on, then one would say, well, this is unforgivable. But I do believe it is very important that we make it forgivable because otherwise I'm holding myself entrapped so I cannot be free. Meaning, hmm, let me give you a little bit of a side example. Let's say you have two dogs. You have a white dog and you have a black dog. It has nothing to do with the cars, just to distinguish. And let's say the white dog is cute, is always well-behaved, it knows when and where to use the bathroom, let's put it this way, sits at the door when it needs to go out, eats its food out of its bowl, doesn't drag the bones all over the place and doesn't jump on your white leather couch in case you had one, but is really just well-behaved, comes always when you call it. Now, the black dog, let's say, is a really, really misbehaving dog. And let's say, so he chews on your shoelaces, he pees in your beautiful leather handbag, gets up on your freshly clean sheets that you just put on your bed and maybe uses that as a bathroom because the dog is confused. So which dog do you believe gets more attention? I would say the white dog. <laughs> yeah, that's wishful thinking. But actually, that's probably not true because the black dog is misbehaving. It probably gets more attention in the form of reprimands. Well, this is the thing because this cute-looking little black dog is very cute but misbehaves wherever it can. It drags the food all around, slobbers, pees and poops everywhere where it's not supposed to. So I'm going to put a lot of energy and effort in correcting that misbehaving behavior. Hmm? So what do I feed? Where's my energy going? Because let's not forget wherever my focus goes, everything grows. So let's say now I'm building up resentment because that little bastard dog, I know I really love animals, listeners out there. This is just an example because I don't want to use humans for this example. And that's why I'm coming up with these dog examples. So that cute looking little black dog is really misbehaving and upsets me. So I'm spending lots of energy with that dog and I may even yell at the dog, did you do it again? I told you not to pee in my new shoes and chew on my laces and get on my bed when it's just freshly, even I ironed it, let's say. We can dramatize it a little more. So all my attention goes to correcting the behavior that I don't find attractive. And the same happens when I do not forgive a person because I'm milking it, I'm milking it, I'm milking it. I know people, they milk it over decades, 30, 40, 50 years. And it creates bitterness. And when then they come to me and we do sessions one-on-one -on -one, and I explain to them that actually forgiveness would be a healthy act of kindness towards yourself. They say, no, this is unforgivable. How would I ever forgive the person? They stole my wife or they ruined my company and many, many scenarios. Nevertheless, what happened happened. We cannot change what happened in the past. But the past is over. Yes, I think that's the key. If you can't forgive, then you stay connected to that past, right? There you go. That's exactly where I'm leading to. You're just such a good podcast partner. We're just amazingly, <laughs> amazingly in harmony. Yes. Now, here's the thing. When, let's say, something happened to me in 1998, 
And today is 2021 in years. But I'm here today producing chemicals in my body, hormones in my body, neurotransmitters that fire along here and there. And, you know, neurons that fire, that wire together. And only because they fired and wired together in 1998 doesn't mean that now I'm on a life sentence and I have to do that for the rest of my life. Because now in 2021, who is doing it to me when I repeat it and reconstruct the memory in my own head? Who does it? I put my hands up. I do. Exactly. That is... A really important point, I think. You need to own it, right? You need to realize that we do these things to ourselves with our attitudes. One of my teachers, bless his heart, he told me, you become who you hate. That sounds like a violent statement, but... It does sound radical, but I can see the truth in that because... If you have hatred or you haven't forgiven someone and you have resentment, you have bitterness, and I think that these things build over time if we can't let them go because we're constantly replaying it in our head or where we've done an episode around memories mm-hmm. and we know that people embellish things in their own minds around the story and often the truth can start out here and through a memory can actually radically change. So I can see that if you had hatred for somebody or you had bitterness around something that happened, and you let that grow over time, then it would build into something that could resemble what they did in the first place. That makes sense to me. Mm. I would even shift it one notch higher. Let's say Joey did something to me 20 years ago, and it was really horrible, horrifying, terrible, disrespectful, hurting, hurtful. I was devastated. This is just a made-up story. Let's say he did that to me. Joey did something terrible to me 20 years ago. And today, I'm here reconstructing the memory, and I did so mostly daily, let's say, or mm, frequently over the past two decades. Who is it doing to me? Joey did it once 20 years ago. And I so condemn what he did because it was not right what he did in this case scenario, which is made up. But ever since, I do it to myself. Over and over and over. Correct. So that is how I become what I hate. Actually, what Joey did was, let's say, wrong, was not correct, was improper, was not appropriate, was hurtful, was maybe illegal. And when I continue repeating it within me, let's face it and let's admit, when you think of Joey in this case scenario that I just made up, you have a picture maybe of a Joey. Hmm? But where is that Joey? It's in your head. Whose production is it? Your own. So what happened to me 20 years ago did happen. It does not make it unhappen. But when I continue repeating the same old story, then I am the Joey in my own mind perpetrating myself because Joey did it once and ever since for 20 years, I do it to myself. 
That is why forgiveness is so important. It has nothing to do with Joey. I do not make it right for Joey, what Joey did in this made-up case scenario. It doesn't make it right. But it makes it right for me when I forgive. It kind of makes us worse than Joey to ourselves, <laughs> right? Because Joey did it once 20 years ago and what, we've been doing it every day, every week, every month, every second day, whatever, for 20 years mm -hmm. because we can't release it. Mm -hmm. I think that that makes us our own worst enemies, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, we're famous for that as humans. <laughs> yes, we seriously can be our own worst enemy instead of becoming our own best friend. So what's the solution? What Joey did to me was wrong, morally, ethically was wrong. Hmm? But let's say I'd forgive him. What happens? Joey may not even be alive anymore. Or maybe Joey doesn't even know me anymore because he moved to a different continent, I moved to a different continent. This is a made-up story, but our listeners out there all have their own little Joey, hmm? no matter the gender, shape, age. Hmm? Yes, I think everybody has a Joey. <laughs> to all those people out there named Joey, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have a Joey too. <laughs> yeah, it was just the name that came to my mind. It could have been Carl or it could have been Charlie or it could have been Susan or it could have been Jack, whatever that is. So what happens when I do forgive them? So first of all, what Joey did in this made-up case scenario, I'm probably not in contact with him anymore. So I am perpetrating myself over and over again. But when I let go and I forgive, now how do I do that? Because now people may ask, well, how do you forgive the unforgivable? Any thoughts? Well, first I'm going to say let's not use the word unforgivable because that just isn't true. That's the first thing I have to say. The second thing is I have a little bit of a ritual that I do if I need to forgive somebody and it has to do with usually writing something down about what's happened and getting all my feelings out of my head and onto paper and then me being me. I will have a little burning ceremony <laughs> and burn my letter because <laughs> I love fire, <laughs> can't help it. And so that's what I do personally is I find that helps me symbolically release whatever emotions I had attached to that hurt or that thing that happened. And it allows me to get everything out of my head onto paper. And I find that that helps it not go around my head anymore. And then the act of setting it on fire, one, is a lot of fun, and two, <laughs> is also symbolic of it dissipating. So mm. that's what I do, Daisy. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you have something that works for you. What I like to suggest my clients, and here I offer this to our listeners, is let's think about one specific aspect. Had they known better, they would have done better, period. I think that's very true, Daisy, but I also think that is a harder route for a lot of people because they still have so many emotions stacked up and built up over however long it has been. And I know from working with some of my clients that that's been the case. I agree with you. 
it's an interesting thing. Yeah, but it's a process. So now, of course, I 100% agree that the emotional attachment to the memory needs to be unlinked. Hmm? So instead of linking something, you unlink it, like you engage or you disengage. And there are many different ways to do that. So sometimes I'm using gestalt therapy aspects. Sometimes I'm using meridian tapping. Sometimes I'm using NLP when we work with pictures. Sometimes we do it only with sound. Sometimes I'm using some EMDR techniques. So there are a lot of, lot of ways how we can really disconnect that emotional charge from the memory itself. Nevertheless, I do believe there are two aspects in order to fix it, we need to understand it rationally, intellectually. And in order to heal it, we must feel it. And that is why when I do self-recoding with my clients, the results are so fast and it's so quick and the transformation happens almost instantly because not only do they understand it rationally, intellectually, logically, and then we also change the emotional charges to it. Hmm? Not the legal charges, the emotional charges. Because I've experienced over the decades that when we only detach the emotional charge, then there's still no logical understanding. And when we only talk about it, which I don't do, I don't like talk therapy or anything like that. First of all, I'm not a therapist. I studied with some great, great people in the industry for sure. But I do not appreciate talk therapy because what does it do? It repeats the old story over and over and over again. And the body will respond to the thoughts and to the story we are telling and creates similar chemicals, mm, neurotransmitters and so forth. The biochemical state within you, within your body is going to change very similar to when it happened back then. So who's producing it? Again, I do it. So therefore, I do not believe that it's helpful to repeat the same story. That is, dear listeners out there, when you have a problem and then you call your best friend or your girlfriend or your best friend forever and you repeat the story and then you told it and then you still feel like talking about it because you're emotionally still charged and you call your next friend and tell the same story again. But now listen what you're doing to your body. You're the perpetrator or you're the person who did something to you once or 10 times or over half a lifetime. Mm? And now you do it to yourself. Stop doing it. Stop talking about the same story over and again. Stop. I was going to say, when you're talking about the two aspects, I find perhaps because I'm naturally logically minded, I find the rational understanding to be quite easy and the unlinking of the emotions to be the hardest part. Mm -hmm. Maybe for some people out there it's the other way around. Yeah. But I think the important part is that both things need to happen in order to forgive, right? Absolutely agreed. Yes, absolutely, 100%. It's like your two legs that make you walk. <laughs> so it's one step with the left foot and then one step with the right foot. So that is how we go. I do believe that it needs to be in balance, though, because I know of people who work with emotions only. Then I know of people who work with pictures only, and the results are limited. The body-mind connection is inevitable. Let's use it, and let's not avoid any of it. I work with veterans at times, 
and some of them were in combat. And what they've seen, experienced, is nothing that I would wish upon anyone, not even indirectly. So this is horrible, horrifying, terrible, and so forth. Now, for them, logically, they understand that, okay, they had a job and the job needed to be done, but then they're traumatized, some over decades, hmm? some for the rest of their lives. That's how they believe, but they can be helped. And once they understand it logically, but are able to release the emotional emotion, the energy in motion, so the energy in the body in motion, when we can detach that, then we are not able anymore to keep up the same pictures, the same sounds, rehearsing the same voices, rehearsing the screeching, rehearsing the bomb or the gunshot, or making up the picture. So because they also go together, five senses, that's all we have. Remember the five senses so that every single moment that we live, it's almost like taking a snapshot and it's stored in our body. So when we go through the five senses and clean that out and then look at the emotional charge to it and the emotional charge is more peaceful. So I can, for example, me, I can speak about the plane crash killing my family as if I would now open the bottle of water in front of me. Not because it doesn't matter, but there's no emotional charge to it anymore. Hmm? Now back to forgiveness. Why it is such an important aspect to understand logically, rationally, that had the other person known better, they would have done better, period. Does not make the wrong right, but they didn't know better. And I'm going to say here that it's possible and they never will. And that is something that mattered to me because I have given certain people more than one chance over a lot of years to know better and become better. I heard of and, that. <laughs> <laughs> and they haven't. And that's on them, not on me. And so I just had to release it, right? Yes. And now here comes in the five plus two, the formula for finding true love. Who are you surrounding yourself with? When you start living based on the five plus two by behaving that way, then you will solely choose logically and emotionally people who behave in similar ways. And then you do not have these problems anymore. Well, they're not going to change. When you meet somebody, it's not your position to change them. Everyone wants to be loved for who they are with all their faults and imperfections. And you are free to choose. And they are free to choose too. If they want to change their behavior, they're free to do so. If they want to forgive, they're free to do so. If they have difficulty forgiving, call me, I help you. Or call Kathy and whatever, you do your bonfire. But it's not our purpose. I think it is not our position to change anyone. It is our position to choose wisely. And therefore, we need to become the more loving person towards ourselves, And that includes forgiveness to our past our own younger selves, which we have thousands of, <laughs> forgive ourselves and forgive others. Because had I known better, I would have done better. Yeah, absolutely. And we haven't really touched on self-forgiveness yet, but all of this applies to that as well. And even more importantly, 
if you forgive yourself for whatever it is you perhaps may have done, you won't be carrying around the guilt anymore. And that's another emotion that is, in my view, nothing but a waste of energy. It's the darkest, one of the darkest emotions we can have. Yeah. It has the right to exist. There is no such thing good and bad. They all have the right to exist. What we do with them, that's our responsibility. Hmm? And our choice. Yes. And our ability to respond to them. That's how responsibility shows up. So now with forgiveness, a very important aspect is, so when, let's take Susan this time, okay, so that Joey is free now because we forgave him. Now let's pick up Susan. Let's say Susan steps on my foot and I'm really very sensitive on my foot. And she says, oh, I'm sorry. And I say, okay, I forgive you, no problem. And then she comes around the corner and steps again on my foot. Uh, Hello, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? And then instead of me getting mad and madder at Susan, because she is very cute and she's very proper and she's very polite, she always says sorry. Maybe some of our listeners have Susans in their lives too. Hmm? Not literally, but the character I'm describing. Now, question is, what do I do with it when Susan continues stepping on my foot, which hurts me? Well, I'd move my foot. <laughs> well, but yes, Sorry. okay, you move your foot. Yeah, or you take your foot with help you. It. You opened me up for that one, Daisy. <laughs> yes, yes, I get it. <laughs> so, but when, let's assume Susan is your boss. Now, I tell you one thing, great, great teaching I received decades ago. Sorry has only the value when there is changed behavior, period. Yes, I was going to say, I think it has to be accompanied by action. There you go. Exactly. So let's act upon it. So therefore, that doesn't mean that I am now here, I need to free myself and let me free myself even more and I have to forgive everyone, everything. That's not the point. The point is that when something really bad happened to us and we do not forgive, then we are punishing ourselves continuously and we are harming our body-mind connection because we have the thoughts which are electrical and then these have an impact on our body and then... We feel it in our heart and in our guts and in our restless leg syndrome or whatever. You know, there are all kinds of things out there. Let's forgive, but not because of them, but because of me. Yeah, I think that sums it up nicely, Daisy. I think that if we cannot forgive, we actually are just poisoning ourselves. 100% agreed. Mm. And therefore, let's stop doing that. Detox. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So what do you guys think out there? We'd love to hear your thoughts Mm, on this topic. It is such a great topic. That is all we have time for today. So we're going to cut it off there. Thank you, Daisy. As always, your insight has been invaluable. Mm, Thank you so much. And it's my joy. And I also wanted to thank you, of course, for your time and your effort and all the work we're doing here. It's so lovely. It's such a wonderful, wonderful togetherness, how we are embracing the globe, literally. And I wanted to thank our followers and our contributors that are looking us up on Patreon as Bald and Blonde podcast. And we are really, really so grateful for that because 
we want to continue creating these podcasts without advertisement because I do believe that what we are doing is not meant to have advertisement and breaks and advertisement breaks. And we hope that we can continue producing these shows for you. And we have so wonderful feedbacks from people in countries that I barely heard of or I geographically almost don't know where they are. I know the area when it comes to Asia and the smaller countries there. But I so truly appreciate. And please, if you think that what we are doing is valuable to you, share with your friends, share with your family. And sadly, but still a good possibility is there's only one platform out of the 15 where you can listen to us, which is the Apple podcast platform where you can write us a review and give us stars. And we're very, very much looking forward for your feedback. Thank you. Actually, Daisy, we have a second platform for Android we can now get reviews on called Podchaser. Oh, you see that? Oh, well, did I is just reveal it, I what I forgot to tell you, but isn't that great news? So Apple users can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Android users jump over to Podchaser and you can leave us a review there. Oh, that is wonderful. Did I just reveal what phone I'm using? <laughs> I think you did, Daisy. And I think I just revealed that I'm an Android user. (laughs) That is phenomenal. Fantastic. Yes. And thank you so much. And thank you for all the support, the ongoing support. We have some really, really big fans and we are so grateful. Drop us a note, send us an email, follow us on Instagram, baldandblonde.live, or reach out to us. You can send us an email at ask at baldandblonde.live. Life, or you can visit our website and we're looking forward to hearing from you. Absolutely. And do tell us what you thought of our topic forgiveness today and let us know if you have any topic ideas for the future. We're always open to your thoughts and your feedback. Yeah, but those you have to send to Kathy because I'm not allowed to know the topic ahead of time. Yeah, all me. It's all me. I promise I won't show Daisy. That's it from us today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. And again, thank you for your support. We are Bold and Blonde. Mindset Evolution. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution podcast. If you love what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast. In our show notes, you find the link to our Facebook group where you can personally connect with Daisy and Kathy and the link to our website where you can find all of our previous episodes and much more of goodies so you can get more value. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. That really helps out the show and helps us to get some powerful feedback from you. Talk to you soon.